Hello, hello and welcome to Engaging the Culture. My name is Josh Seaton. I'm the youth pastor here at LifePoint Church in Prescott Valley, Arizona. So good to have you guys uh, in. Uh, man, I really enjoyed our discussion last week with uh, Eddie Boyle. Make sure you catch the extended bonus uh, episode as well because we had a couple, about 10 minutes of just uh, extra conversations, a couple extra stories in there. You can hear about our awesome Super Bowl party. It was a blast. Um, but uh, this week, I'd like to just um, to just kind of open up the way we normally do and just kind of talk about what we're doing at LifePoint Youth. Um, just as a quick plug before we get into it, you can follow all of our stuff at LPYouthAZ. I just changed the Facebook URL, so it all matches. It's all there. LPYouthAZ. You can find it. And um, you can see our, our videos uh, that we're doing on Wednesdays. You can also see uh, everything that, uh, that we put up uh, on Instagram as well from that tag. Uh, and our podcast with our sermons and services and things like that. You can find that uh, at LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But uh, the past couple weeks, we ended uh, our our Cross and Grave series. Uh, That was a really fun time of just really seeing the impact of the resurrection and what that exactly means for us, Um, the things about that story that were incredible. Um, I think the main thing from it that I got in my studies, because you know sermons preach to me too, and I think the main thing for me was just seeing how awesome it was to know that people were already going to be talking about Jesus's death, man, uh, they were already proclaiming and telling people, hey, didn't you hear about how they killed the son of God? Obviously, they didn't have the forward vision to know that he was going to be resurrected uh, in, in just a few days. But to know the man that people were so confident in who Jesus said that he was and the works that he had done, that they were they were definitely uh, going to be sharing that story. So imagine the boldness that would come. We see it in Acts. But imagine the boldness that would come afterwards to see uh, what uh, what their the impact of their witness would be, knowing that they had a risen a risen Savior and and in Jesus and somebody who had conquered death. I think that's awesome. We also uh, this past week, uh, I'm recording this actually on a Friday. Uh, it's May first right now, but um, we actually uh, were discussing this past week about. Uh, Romans uh, in chapter 6 where Paul talks about being slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness and just what that encourage you know just what that entails and and I think it's an encouraging word especially now as we have a lot of time to kind of self-evaluate see where we're at with a lot of things Um, you know I think that it's really interesting uh, to, to know that we are slaves to something like in everything that we do we serve something it's either ourselves it's either sinful desires could be just straight up the enemy and being demonic, but we could also choose to serve righteousness and knowing that that being slaves to God, being slaves to righteousness leads to eternal life and serving ourselves and serving the enemy leads to death. You know, why wouldn't we why wouldn't we have that that uh, desire and that eagerness to serve the Lord? I think that that's the biggest thing that that I got in studying it and in preaching it and communicating it was just, man, why wouldn't you, you know? 
and I think it was a cool break um, as we come out of uh, of the cross and the grave and that Easter, Good Friday, resurrection uh, type, you know, messages, that series, and, uh, and just really being able to kind of self-evaluate for a little bit. Uh, I know we've been going through a lot of stuff, and it seems to be continuing, at least here in Arizona. And, uh, you know, I just think that it was a really encouraging word and I was really happy with how it was communicated, how it was presented. And uh, I hope that you would take some time to check it out again. You can check out our, our Facebook page at um, LP Youth AZ uh, backslash LP Youth AZ on Facebook.com. And then uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at LP Youth AZ. And you can check out our podcast at LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast and and check out all of the, all of what we're talking about, all of what we're doing. You can also go back, man. We just uh, this year we did an eight week series on Song of Solomon. Had I known we wouldn't be meeting for <laughs> two months, I probably wouldn't have spent two months on it. But I think that it was good, and we got a really good response out of the students. So I hope that uh, I hope that that's cool um, for for them to to continue to walk through in their relationships. Um, but you can check those those messages out. Uh, everything from 2020 is up there, man. So it's it's a it's really cool to have that uh, to have that available. So make sure that you check that out. Uh, that's gonna do it for uh, for this opening section. I'll be right back uh, where we actually are gonna be getting into our discussion today, and uh, it's gonna be a little different. But I'm really excited about it. Make sure to stay tuned and uh, and listen to what we have to say. back to engaging the culture uh, I said this was going to be a little bit different um, we're actually getting back to the roots of the first podcast we ever did um, <laughs> and that is I uh, do not have a guest for this week um, you know Q&A and, and the format that we do with asking questions and letting our guests really uh, anchor the discussion is awesome and I love being able to do that and definitely I add my two cents in when when I need to or when I feel like I can. Um, but there are some things that, you know, I love to talk about and discuss and bring uh, some some light to or allow you to hear my opinion on or, or you know, where I am, uh, am coming from, you know. And, uh, and I, I just think this week uh, I wanted to do that. <laughs> so, um, so there's actually no guest. Um, it's just me. I'm going to kind of solo uh, discuss this and uh, hopefully you can bear with me. Hopefully it doesn't sound like a rant because ultimately I do want to just um, resource and, and allow for uh, leaders, pastors, students, parents to all just kind of take some evaluation and see um, if there's anything within these podcasts as with all the all of the other episodes that they can uh, take and apply to their own ministries, their own churches, their own families, their own lives in general. And, and that's ultimately the goal here, uh, with this podcast. So I hope that, um, I hope, uh, that, that, that is what comes across. I hope it doesn't come across as a one man show or, or a rant. Um, but when this, when this whole podcast started, we, we, our first episode was on COVID-19. We actually titled it COVID-19 because we were like, okay, one or two weeks on this and we'll move forward or whatever. And, um, 
no, <laughs> that's not how it's been. It's uh, it's been crazy. And um, here in Arizona, they actually just announced a couple days ago that we will be in uh, 15 more days, two more weeks of quarantine, putting us at the mid-May mark. I know some states are already open up. Some are half open. Some are, you know, this is just different. Um, and uh, I realized that when it comes to this, maybe you're in a state that's still like totally shut down and not even looking at when to come back. But um, I just want to talk a little bit today about being frustrated in the midst of, of all of this. And the first thing that I want you guys to know, first thing that I think is important to really uh, know as we unpack this is that frustration is not bad. It's not it's not uh, horrible uh, to deal with frustration. Anger is not something that is is frowned upon uh, by God or by by, you know, it's not something we can't be as Christians. I'm not saying that at all. And I know the circumstances, obviously, with us, I mean, we're looking at two months straight of, of stay-at-home orders and quarantine and all that. I get how frustrating that is. I get how frustrating that can be. I understand the toll that it takes on people and uh, all of that. And I'm not saying to not be. I'm not saying to suppress it. I'm not saying to blow up on people um, either. <laughs> Both of those are bad. But I think that it's important to know that that it's 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 actually something that we're supposed to do. Dealing with frustration is completely normal. I would even go as far as to say it's healthy to deal with frustration in a way that's like constructive. You know, and, and it's something we all feel, especially under these circumstances, regardless of where you're at on the on the uh, uh, on the issue. You know, it's a very frustrating time. And frustration, frustration, it has to be done and handled in the right way. So I'm not saying don't be frustrated. I'm not saying don't be angry. But I think what I want to do is just talk a little bit about how we use our voice, how we um, deal with the situation and how we engage it and how we talk about it and just where our hearts are at in it. You know, I think, I think we have to know the facts and we have to know the the things that are being um being given to us and we have to deal with it and work through it and really you know um take uh take it all to to heart really to 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 digest it and truly like engage it um a lot of this discussion is based off of an article on Christianity today that uh that I was reading through and really uh really loving I shared it on my personal Facebook if you're friends with me maybe you're a student or a, pa- a parent or whatever I'd encourage you to go read it I think it's awesome it's really it's apolitical and it's really just pushing Christ at the center that's where a lot of this discussion is going to come from so I think we just have to know to to engage the facts and engage the reality of the situation as soon as you step outside of it and begin to uh, entertain things that haven't been proven or or just really, really unplausible. I think that it's at that point that things become dangerous in how others perceive us and our witness and the, th- the way we carry ourselves as Christians, the, the things that we hold on to. 
we walk a very thin line if we step out of the reality of the situation and begin to entertain things that are um, that are based really based out of our anger and frustration with the situation. You know, if I'm angry and I'm frustrated, if I'm uh, calm, if I'm calm and I know the situation is is serious, I'm going to go and find articles. This is just the nature of how most people find things. They're going to find things, especially in today's culture, that agree with them. That's just the truth of the matter. If you think the coronavirus is the most dangerous and deadly disease that we have ever seen, you're going to read articles, and that's what you're going to get out of the articles that you read. If you think this is no more than a flu bug and that we should just go back to normal, every single article that you read, you're going to filter through that, and you're either going to say, this is dumb, this is stupid, this is whatever. You know, that's just where, this is the reality of how most people engage with uh, with news and media, especially in today's culture, uh, after fake news and all this stuff has is, is become at the forefront of really the discussion and everything. I think as Christians, though, we do have a standard and we do have a, a, a liability to deal with facts and deal with reality. Because as soon as we step out of it, we, we lose and damage our witness. That's just the fact of the matter. People will no longer you see us as people who can be influential, people who can be in the room when it comes to decision making. Uh, you, you get thrown to the fringes as soon as you start to uh, not, not deal with reality. You know, that's just a matter that's just a matter of fact. I think that what this ultimately means is that when we have a mistrust in information, especially information that's been corroborated by multiple uh uh leaders or or agencies or groups or whatever, like you know we just have to know that if we mistrust what's being what's 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 being uh given to us especially the things that's being corroborated by uh many different people most of which are on opposite ends of the political spectrum and, and even the faith spectrum and just the life in general you know there's been a lot of people from a lot of different areas who are on the same page when it comes to this or they're on the same page when it comes to that you know uh dealing with these kind of sub categories of coronavirus, whether it's the economy, whether it's personal health, whether it's uh, uh, opening up, closing, whatever, like you're finding that a lot of people are are, are kind of moving into um, pockets and those pockets can be very diverse. And so if you're mistrusting everything to the point of like uh, conspiracy theories and things like that, like Ultimately, what that does for you personally and for me personally is it leads us to be gullible. And what that in turn leads is more uh, uh, gullibility as we continue to dive in. You know, if I hold on to one thing that is disproving of, of a certain issue, it could be coronavirus related or not. Then I can see another issue and in my in my own twisting of the of the narrative or my own you know perception of how it is i can draw a conclusion to here to here to here to here but then i look back and you're not really actually connecting the dots you're connecting the dots that you want to i think that that's a really dangerous place to to be at as christians is if you're looking at dots 3 6 12 18 i know i'm doing uh divisibles of three 
I get that. But like if you're connecting dots at mis mismanaged angles and things like that, you're never gonna really get the grasp of the situation and you're gonna snowball into some of the crazier things that we hear. Some of the things that are uh, not plausible like in the least bit. I think that there are some things that warrant discussions. Absolutely. When you look at how they're counting uh, COVID deaths, absolutely, we need to be having a discussion on that. Like, how is it being really taken? What's being had? Where's the money going? I know that there's a huge money trail with 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 coronavirus relief, and how is that being used, and what's that being used for? I, I understand it. I think that there's discussion there, for sure. But the minute you start trailing off into some of the, the fringes of the discussion, and you're especially claiming a, a Christian faith, man, that's going to damage the witness a lot. And I think that through this time, man, we have to be so solid in our foundation of who we are as Christians and who God is on the throne. You know, you can have issues. You can have issues with the calls that are being made for your state, for your local community, for the country, for how people are being uh, uh, responsive to this. You can have your opinions on the different uh, officials that are getting before us in press conferences and speaking. For sure, I'm not saying don't have an opinion on it. And I'm not saying that that we shouldn't, you know, look at it and, and deal with it in the way that we, we see it. I'm not saying don't have an opinion. Please, please don't don't get that from this discussion. I just think that it's so important for us in this time to have a solid foundation in who we are, who God is, how we how we interact with that. You know, are we believing in the conspiracy theories or the the facts even or the mis the 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 misinterpreted facts there's like, those are the three sections I just come up with just on my own you could be dealing with all of these things and trust more in those than in God you could put more faith in your theories of what's actually going on than you do actually in God and his sovereignty over the situation and I think that that's an important thing that we have to know, man. We have to know that God is sovereign over this. We have to know that God has our, our backs. We have to know that God is going before us and fighting this battle. And it's going to be okay. And I think it's important as it relates to Christians, as it relates to uh, faith organizations and, you know, just just people who are churchgoers. To just know, man, straight up, point blank, that as of right now, I say as of right now because I, I understand there are people who are capable of, of doing some pretty crazy things when it comes to legislation. But as of right now, religious persecution in the way that it's being uh, uh, perpetuated by, by people who aren't able to go to church Right now, that's not an issue. When uh, a governor or a president or a congressman or any any of these officials who are talking, people at the CDC, uh, people at the health departments, whether it's state, local, national, as soon as these people start to say, everybody can meet and everybody can move and everybody can do this and everybody can do that except for, for churches and they explicitly state, Churches are not allowed to meet. Churches are not allowed to do this. Churches are not allowed to do that. 
that's when I'll jump on board and say, hey, man, let's go. Like, this is this is crazy. We need to fight this. We need to do this. But right now, that's not what's being done. The, the church service right now, church services, the way that they, the way that they are, are happening right now, uh, the way that we perceive them are, as the government says, not needed right now. I think it's okay to recognize, okay, how are we going to do this? I look at our church just in general. We have fostered a community online that is very, very engaging in our Sunday services. I think uh, just in terms of the house meeting that we do, we have uh, Macy, my fiance, and uh, our the family that we have. Man, it is a it is a like our family will gather, man, and it's awesome to have these moments. It feels just like a church service to be with those people and to interact and to engage and to say hello and to wave and to uh, share the moments. We premiere all of our videos so everybody's watching at the same time. Man, there's community that's there. We're not missing out on that community. If you are missing out on the community, I would suggest that you would take a look at how much you are actually putting forth uh, an effort to be engaged. Because right now, we, we, are still, we are still functioning. The church is just outside of the walls, which is that old trope that we want to use so much in our church services where we say the church is not these four walls. Here's the chance to prove it. Here's the chance to grow from it. Here's the chance to, to do that. And now that we're at two months, I get that it's a long time. I understand it's hard. I understand it's uncomfortable. But man, it's all still there. We still have the the foundational pieces for having a church community. It's there. And so I just, I didn't want to get off on too much of a rant with that. But I think it's important to know that throughout this whole thing, we have to proclaim Christ over chaos. Because as soon as we start proclaiming other things and we start pushing other narratives, we start, uh, and like I said, it could be facts, it could be non-facts, it could be whatever. As soon as we start to place those things above Christ and above God and above our own faith, that's when it gets to be a place of being damaging. Don't add to the chaos. Don't add to the frustration that people are feeling. Be the peace. Be the calm. Be the be the whatever that that people need. Because right now they're they're open and receptive. I, I I think I think in terms of just the sheer amount of traffic that churches are getting, like dude, we are so primed and ready to be witnessing to people and to have people receptive to listen to to what we have to say. But we could very, very quickly lose that if we jump to conclusions or we uh, we start to live in in, you know, the perception of, of, of what, you know, if we start to. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. If we start to really um, show a mistrust in everything. We're really just speaking and proclaiming our gullibility. I know, um, I know that discussion and this discussion is, is hard. I know, uh, for a lot of people, it's still divisive. I understand. I hope that you know that, that throughout this discussion, uh, I want you to know that, that this is me 
This is where I'm coming from as a as a as just a just a church leader. This is something that that I wholeheartedly believe in and wholeheartedly think is uh, important to digest and to uh, to to take moving forward. I hope that that you know and feel confident in knowing. Do what you want with information. I you know. Find what you find where you're comfortable reading your information. I'm not saying anything about what is what. I'm just saying, be careful about everything. Be careful about how we engage. Be careful about how we have discussions. People are watching. People are looking. People are 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 especially looking to Christians for the answers. I mean, our answer should be Jesus, 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 Jesus. In everything. So, uh, thank you so much for sitting and and listening to this discussion. Um, you can follow our uh, youth group page at LP Youth AZ uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Now we have those uh, those URLs linked up. I talked about that at the top of the podcast. Thank you so much for for listening. Make sure that you uh, check out the the podcast uh, of our services, LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. You can also email me at pastorjoshseaton at gmail.com if you'd like to continue the discussion. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your take. Would love to continue the discussion uh, that way. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next week with another guest, another discussion. It'll be a good time. Thank you so much.